Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible sponsors of the program, ChemicalFreeBody.com. If health and wellness is a priority for you, then check out the incredible products over at ChemicalFreeBody. Plant-based nutritional supplements from Super Greens, my favorite, with all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and micronutrients in just one single scoop. Toss it in your glass of water, your shake, your smoothie, however you want to do it. They also have other incredible products, gut detoxers, anti-inflammatories, immune boosters, and so much more. ChemicalFreeBody.com and check out that promo code, it's me, all one word, it's me for discounts at your checkout. And look, we have so many different insurance policies in our life. And if the last couple years has taught you anything, it taught me that storable food needs to be on that list. Prepare with itsme.com, the incredible products over at My Patriot Supply. They have four-week supply of food, three-month supply, all products with up to a 25-year shelf life. Have the peace of mind, ladies and gentlemen, of having storable food and have that supply on deck. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And uh, if you have, you know, shaving needs like nice chrome domes like me, SkullShaver.com is a whole new concept in face and head shaving. The products offered over there include men's head shavers, face shavers, hair clippers, and trimmers. And ladies, we haven't forgot about you with the butterfly kiss. And we also have a large selection of accessories to make your life that much more simple. All of the shavers come with uh, removable, washable blades made of premium Japanese stainless steel to ensure flawless results. It just makes it so much easier. You can get your shaving done anytime, anywhere, in or out of the shower. It gets no better. Skullshaver.com, front slash discount, front slash it's me. All of the links to these incredible products will be in the description of this episode. So without further delay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. All right, sir, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of It's Me Speaking to You. I am, as always, your ever-faithful host, Mr. Jeffrey Wilson, coming to you live and direct from the gateway to the West. And today, we are bringing some heat. We are bringing some iron, in fact, today, ladies and gentlemen. I have to thank him so very much for taking time, first, out of his schedule And secondly, for not Twitter blocking me for my numerous media requests or even getting a restraining order or whatever, because I was hounding my man. I was stalking him for a minute (laughs) trying to get him on the show. My persistence has paid off, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome, straight from the valley of the motherfucking beast, it is C.T. Fletcher. How are you, sir? Big Jeff, I am very good, and I'm, your persistence did pay off, and I said, fuck, I better hurry up and talk to this guy. <laughs> it took a while, it took a while, though, but I appreciate, I appreciate your persistence and tenacity, because without it, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I, I really appreciate that. Well, that, that's, what it's, that's what it's still your motherfucking set is all about, unchain your mind, you know, my magnificent obsession, that whole philosophy, man, you just cannot quit. And I was trying to walk that fine line, being professional, maybe give you a tweet, then a couple of weeks later give you a tweet. I didn't want to do, like, daily tweets, and like I told you, until you told me to fuck off and know I was going to keep coming at you. So I'm glad it did pay off. <laughs> no, you, you did. Every time you did it, you did it, you know, with respect, and, uh, you know, I can I can deal with that, man. No, no problem. There's no... It's never a bother, you know. We, you got people uh, who ask you for, to do things, but they're very dis, disrespectful in the manner that they do it. Right. And then, you know, I just block the fuck out of them. Right. You're very professional, very uh, respectful, so you, you weren't a bother at all. 
I, and I definitely appreciate that. So I'm like I said off air, I'm going to try to save. CT is a global figure. If you're not one of the tens of millions of individuals who have seen his videos, I'm going to try to break down if you don't mind. So bear with me, CT. Just a brief bio of like everything, not everything you've done, but kind of your beginnings and your accomplishments. So, you know, CT was born in Arkansas, raised in Compton, California, had a beautiful, loving, you know, caring, nurturing mother. His father was a Pentecostal preacher who, you know, in CT's own words, used to whoop his ass for sport. Uh, coming out of high school, he joined the Army. Getting out of the Army, um, he, that's when he started, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, CT, started getting more into the bodybuilding and powerlifting. And this is, uh, you know, where he began his, you know, really his taking over the world, six-time world champion, and that's uh, three-time world bench press champion, three-time world drug-free strict curl champion. And, you know, honestly, to maintain, if you see some of the videos of CT back in the day, to maintain that mammoth physique, this dude was eating a lot, and he just wasn't eating a lot of good stuff. For instance, 20 years, right, 20 years at the same McDonald's, four Big Macs, four fries, two shakes, four apple pies for 20 years. So clearly, this wound up creating some, some health problems, which exacerbated a pre-existing hypertension condition and wind up creating congestive heart failure. He wound up having emergency heart surgery, dying on the operating table three times, he flatlined, and, you know, following that, had a very rough recuperation and is today doing and living and having the very thing that he said he would not have, and that is a second chance. C.T. Fletcher, thank you so very much. I know that was a small encapsulation. What are you doing with that second chance, man? I see you are all over the world, my friend. What are you up to? That, Jeff, that was pretty goddamn good, man. <laughs> Man, I tried to yeah, encapsulate yeah. a lot into a little bit, man. And yeah, you, 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 summed up, uh, you summed up damn near 40 years in about 15 seconds, man. That's talent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, try I'm doing my absolute best to um, make up for lost time, you know, because, uh, uh, Jeff, I, I, I don't think that I deserved a second chance by, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think I deserved it at all. Uh, and so I want to take advantage of it. And, and my mission, you know, I call my magnificent obsession. Um, it was, you know, they had the biggest fucking arms in the world. That was my, that was my thing. I used to go in the gym and do nothing but fucking curls for an hour and a half or two hours or however long I was in there. And I did that for a year and a half because I just wanted to have the biggest fucking arms on the planet. And I wanted to be unanimous. And everybody said, who's got the biggest arm? Who's got the biggest arms in the world? CT motherfucking Fletcher. I wanted everybody to be. And, you know, it's hard to get everybody to agree on one fucking thing. So that's what I was trying to do. But now, after, you know, the second chance, I got to totally, that shit don't even matter to me now. Everybody's right. arms is bigger than mine now. I, they, there's women out there with arms bigger than mine. <laughs> I don't know about That's that. Great. The, the the only thing that matters now is if I, if I can help somebody, you know, I, by telling my story, let me know what I went through. If it helps them, and I get letters every day, messages every day, that somebody telling me that it's unbelievable stories that people say how, you know, something that I said helped change their life or helped even save their life. And then that's so infinitely more important than my arms <laughs> and anything else that I did, you know, before this time. So it's, it's great. I just appreciate my time. Well, and it's absolutely true, CT. I mean, everything, and it's so beautiful, your kind of your mantra, your philosophy, because it really has transcended working out. You know what I mean? It really is kind of a life philosophy, 
and I'm, I mean, not to not to tell you my tale of woe because we all have them, but I was in a pretty rough spot a few years ago and was kind of coming out of it, man. And I was really kind of, as you said in your video, which really spoke to me, un, I was really unchaining my mind. And when I did find you and found that video, it was just like that spark, man. And it was like that huge spark that I needed. I'm telling you, CT, I have gym days where I call myself having an off day, not going to the gym, but I still want to throw you on and listen. By the end of the damn video, I got my bag in my hand and I'm out the door. You know what I mean? It's just like you, you, you have inspired, man, and what you have done really has transcended, uh, transcended the gym, man, and it really has changed my life. In the last two years, man, since I was going through all my shit, I'm telling you, CT, I produced a talk show. I now host a talk show here in St. Louis. I produce and host this podcast. Um, you know, one of my first guests I had on my podcast was UFC Hall of Famer Pat Miletich. Um, and when I went to do it, everyone was like, nah, man, he's never, you know, he's a UFC Hall of Famer. You haven't even done one show and all that shit. If I would have listened to their psychology and them putting their narrative on me, I wouldn't have done it. And not only have I had Pat on, you know, once, he's been on four times. And after the, wow. fourth, after the fourth time, CT, he asked me to co-host a podcast with him, which we now do call The Conspiracy Farm. So I'm telling you, folks, wow. it, all starts, it all starts with that basic foundation of belief. You know, you, can't, you can lead a pe person or a you know, horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And you definitely, sir, again, thank you so very much for helping unchain my mind and help point me in that right direction. Well, well like I said, you know, hey. You did it, man. Fuck impossible. You That's know what I mean? It. People, it, people say you can't, it can't happen. It won't. You can't. Man, if you let people's limitations, uh, let them set your limitations, you won't ever do a goddamn thing. So, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. And, like Will and by the way, Pat Militich is a legend, man. He is a legend. I have a ton of respect for that guy. Oh, yeah, man. He's, he's a stud, man. Like I said, he's been very gracious. You know, came on four times. And like I said, I'm just I'm just happy to kind of have un unlocked my brain because it's you know it's really man I'm I'm finding out I can do shit that I just never really thought I could do because sometimes you know I wasn't being my higher self and you definitely help people you know with your mantras with your philosophies with your brash aggressiveness helps people kind of unlock <laughs> unlock their brain a little bit so and, and a really a foundation of that CT is your it's still your motherfucking set and everyone yeah. you know that is everywhere now along with some of your other you know expressions but. If you don't mind, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to save your breath on this one because it's, it's still your motherfucking set did not come from the gym, from my understanding no. of your life. Where did it still your motherfucking set come from? Who taught you that? Not by saying and it, but by spirit, if you will. And action. Right. Exactly. And you, so you know the story already because you said that. And you're right. You're absolutely right. It was by action and, and from my observance of my mother who was ill for a great deal of her adult life. Uh, I remember, you know, very briefly in my, you know, early, early years, five, six, seven years old, when my mother was healthy and strong. But after that time, uh, she, you know, she had very uh, bad lung condition, tuberculosis and psychosis of the lungs. And she was in and out of the hospital for, you know, most of my uh, growing up years. And I watched her suffer almost every day for, you know, until she passed away for the rest of her life. But never once, never one time did I ever, ever, ever hear my mother say anything other. If you ask her, Mrs. Fletcher, how are you? She would always say, I'm blessed. And she mm. never complained, never complained about anything. 
you know, I just take it, man. She'd be in the hospital under oxygen tent, and, and if she could smile, if she was aware that you were there, she would smile. And so, she, you know, she was my example, man. She, she showed me what real strength, real power really is. You know, it's not this physical strength. It's right. not how much you can lift. It's not how high you can jump uh, or, or how fast you can run. The real, real strength is the inner strength, the will, the will of a human being, which you made up on the inside. Mm-hmm. That is still your motherfucking set. You can, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, Jeff, it's still your motherfucking say. You live it. You can make it, man. I feel you, man. And it's and it's so powerful, man. It's, it really is. Um, and it really it's something that, that's really, like I said, I keep saying it, it's transcended, man, throughout the world. Like you're, you're huge in Russia. You know what I mean? Who would have thought you yeah. could You know what I mean? It's, how do you, you know, the video that I kind of stuck, got me was the, the strongest man you've never heard of, I think it was called. Um, and so that was really my introduction to you. And that was so many years ago. Literally, CT, your videos have tens of millions of views, and your life has changed so very much. And one thing I've had on martial artists on my shows, and, you know, like Pat, and you, you maintain that humility and that humble pie is always on your plate. What is it like, brother? Your life has changed so much, and you're a worldwide figure, and you're just, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, you might take exception to this, but you're, you're on some Muhammad Ali stuff, the way you're transforming people's lives and touching people. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, you know that Ali is my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people, forget this athlete, right. uh, of all time. And, 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 you know, I definitely don't think I'm nowhere, nowhere, nowhere in the vicinity of, of him. And I, I know you know that, but, uh, Ali, I mean, uh, what I do take from him that I would most like to emulate of Muhammad Ali is not being a great athlete, but the fact that he, he, he transcended his sport. I want to transcend weightlifting and not be known as just a weightlifter. I want to be known as the guy who helped people. You know, the guy who, who told his story, he came from weightlifting, sure. Weightlifting is his right. background. He's sure he's the original iron addict. He <laughs> came from there, but by somehow what he's gone through, what he's been through in his life, somehow can help people. If I can be known, if they forget all about the weightlifting title, that's fine with me. I just want to be known as the guy who helped as many people as he could before he left this planet. I'll be great with that. Well, and, and you definitely have. Like I said, it's it's really gone global. So, you know, when I just first met you a couple of years ago on video, you know, the, it just slowly grew, like not even slowly, it was kind of an exponential growth. And to see where it's at now, um, like I said, you, if you want to speak a little bit about it, um, your expansion of the Iron Addicts brand, you're obviously out there in the Valley of the Beast, California. Um, there's something going on in Miami I saw. Uh, Australia, what's going on? Yeah, I had no uh, – I had, well, first of all, you know, you touched on Russia. I'm, I'm, I'm about to – uh, go to Russia a little later this year for the first time, and, and, and you know, it shocked me as much as anybody, Jeff. That they, uh, that, you know, it, I'm like, hey, they can't even understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, it is uh, the the Russian fans are tremendous and have a a giant amount of support from the Russian community, and I definitely want to go. And it's been arranged one of their uh, the top 
Russian powerlifters. I believe his name is Karel, is arranging for me to come over there uh, in November of this year, and I can't wait. I'm highly uh, excited about that. But, yes, the Iron Addicts brand is expanding. You know, uh, I, I'll tell you the truth behind it. Uh, I only wanted one gym for myself. I just wanted one Iron Addicts gym, and I had no intention of opening others. I just wanted one small hardcore gym that I could be myself and, and, and act the way I wanted to act and train like I wanted to train and not uh, an alternative to the chain gyms right. uh, or commercial gyms. And I just wanted that. But uh, Mike Rasheed uh, said, hey, Pops, I think that it would be a good idea uh, to open this up and uh, open up other locations. I said, nobody else will, will want another Iron Addicts, man. <laughs> I'm the only one. I think I'm the only person out there sick enough to want one of these kind of things. <laughs> it's too, too old school. But, you know, I was wrong. We got Miami, Las Vegas, and the next stop is uh, Melbourne, Australia. Man, that's huge, man. I mean, and speaking to your popularity, you know, obviously Russia, my brother who is, you know, in his own way, you know, former Marine Corps Iron Addict, shout out to Lance Wilson. He's a, he's one of the cats who turned me on to you too, and he's he's a huge fan. And one of these days, hopefully we'd like to get you guys out together and bang because he's, he's hardcore. Um, he's, he goes to the Arnold a lot, and he pretty much said you guys get more fans around your table than like a lot of the top weight, you know, the top bodybuilders of the day, you know. So you guys, uh, you're huge, man. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and uh, I I felt that a few of them, a few of those top bodybuilders were uh, you know, like what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> and who the fuck is CC Fletcher? And why the fuck is his line so long? But you know, it's it's not because uh, you know, my my best days are way behind me, and they they don't understand. People are not standing in line because of monstrous arms and veins every fucking where and, right. you know, uh, paper-thin skin, they're standing in line because they relate somewhat to the message that I have to, you know, that I have to say. And they like hearing and they think I'm, you know, I believe it's because they believe I'm one of them. And right. that's when I want, that's the message I want to get across. I'm, I'm you, motherfucker, I'm you. <laughs> so that's why they're standing in line. It's definitely not, you know, every, like I said, everybody's bigger than me these days. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's definitely the message, man. It's it's huge, man. It's, like I said, it really is powerful because, like, one thing I really try to go for, CT, is, is change, evolution, and transformation, you know, towards the positive. And, you know, to seeing you, seeing your message, man, it just, it's such a positive and cool thing to embrace. And I'm glad to see other people doing it, man. Millions and millions of people, hopefully they are embracing it on that way, you know, trying to be the better them, you know what I mean? Because this world, as you know, is on freaking fire. And, you know, somebody like you helps kind of bring light to that, hopefully that, you know, help people get out of this, I don't know, it's probably a little bigger than the, the global stuff we have going on. But, you know, you're definitely transforming people's lives, man. And that not a lot of people in the world can say that. Well, I'm, I am absolutely doing my best, Steph, and I will continue to do that until they throw dirt on top yeah. of my old ass. <laughs> Man, I told you earlier I was watching your interview with um, with actor Terry Crews. That was that was that was heavy, man. I did not quite expect you two to have such a uh, common common story like that. Um, wh wh what are your thoughts on that? I mean, how the, the fact that you guys well, kind of had the similar similar story. 
Jeff, let me tell you, um, I was, I was, man, I, I thought personally for me, the interview was, you know, about 10 times better than the actual workout. Um, I, I did not have, I had no idea that Terry Cruz and myself shared so much similarity in our upbringing and the way, you know, our lives started out. I had no idea. That, that day was the first day I had met him. And uh, so for me, the interview, man, he, he, I, I, uh, I'll admit it, he damn near got me, uh, got me to shed a tear a couple of times he, when he, he was talking, yeah. man. He shook you, man. Because, he shook you. Yeah. Yeah, he shook me big time. And uh, that day, I, I'll tell you this now, that day uh, when he came, you know, I'm 57 now, and I don't have, every day uh, I don't have great days. I feel kind of uh, shitty some days, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but. But I had, you know, that day my arthritis was acting up real bad. And it was just, it was a pain to walk. It was a pain to bend over. And I didn't I didn't feel like doing anything. I had no energy whatsoever. So you start out with deadlifts. <laughs> yes, yes. I, didn't, I couldn't even close my hand uh, around the bar. You know, it, it was, my hands were so, you know, stiff from arthritis, but that guy, <laughs> Terry Crews, had enough fucking energy for me and him, man. He was yeah. so excited. He was I'm telling you, Jeff, he was so when he shook my when he first shook my hand, he got down on one knee and shook my <laughs> hand. And I'm like, this this guy, you know, he's fucking famous, man. He's been oh, yeah. in the Expendables and all over fucking hit movies and shit. And he and for him to you know, he's just a very genuine, humble guy, man. And that. That you know that you don't come across that too often. He moved the fuck out of me, so I really enjoyed the interview. The workout for me was hard as fuck because I was dying. I could barely put one foot in front of the other. But because of his, you know, enthusiasm and will, it made me do the little bit that I was able to do. But if it wasn't for him, right? Yeah, yes, he supplied enough uh, energy, a G-force for both of us. <laughs> well, and also, man, it was a cool interview because he expressed kind of the same thing, and he was almost kind of moved by, you know, how you are also transforming lives, man, and how it goes beyond just the working out. Um, another thing he spoke on, man, that I found was really super powerful, man. So in The Magnificent Obsession, your movie, you really go more in-depth about, you know, your father and the shit that went on in the home with your father and, you know the rage you know what i mean that you had toward and probably and have toward him still you even say in the interview with terry like you still wake up swinging you know what i mean and so terry said like you guys went through kind of the same shit and so terry you know his dad abused his mom one time and terry and his brother beat the brakes off his dad yeah and he thought yeah you like that even when terry said it but he and terry thought that would be something cathartic you know what i mean that would make him feel better (laughs) and it didn't and something right. I just wondered in watching your movie, I'm like, and I, I don't, I'm not getting into your personal business. I'm like, man, has he, have you ever had, and I'm not asking you this, it's more rhetorical, have you ever got that out on your dad? I know at your mom's funeral you went at him because he said some foul shit and you went at your dad at your mom's funeral, but do you, obviously you haven't gotten that kind of, um, like you said in the interview with Terry, your dad's never said I'm sorry. You've never kind of gotten that out of your system to beat your dad up or whatever, not to say that, that would be cool or whatever, but what did you think about his, his saying that, that that didn't do anything for him, and later on down the line, 
he kind of forgave him and said, Dad, you know, you're the reason why I'm here. Like he said, like he said in the interview, he took the higher road. You know what I mean? And you right, actually right. have as well. What is your thoughts on that, on him saying that him beating him up didn't get anything really out of him or didn't make him feel better, and his thoughts on taking the higher road? Right, Sorry, that's a right. He, took, he took the higher road after he took the lower road, right. <laughs> which right. is beating the brakes off of him first. Right. And, and I, I tell you that I have no desire to beat the brakes off my dad. It, you know, I had no desire to. I, I did. Well, I spent a lot of my younger years wanting to do exactly what Terry did. Right. But, you know, at this point, what's, what's so important to me, what, you know, I found, you know, my dad found out, I knew, he knew that, you know, uh, I've had, you know, situations where I was able to tell him, you know, that, to stop doing a certain thing or I'll destroy your fucking ass. And he knew that that was, you know, that was uh, uh, in, in inevitability. It was definitely going to happen. So he calmed down. See, when he was younger and, and, and then that, that he would never have, you know, time. But we came to the point uh, I was able, and, then, you know, that did a, that relieved the physical part. I didn't want to physically beat him anymore because we both knew that he would be on, you know, yeah. the bad end of that situation. But what I wanted, and, and I will admit I still want, is for that old man, he's still, he's 85 years old, 85 years old, and he's, uh, last time I seen him, he was in the VA mental hospital uh, in, mm. in the mental ward. And he was fucking saluting and talking about General MacArthur and all the shit he did when, you know, he was 16 years old. Uh, because he went in the, the Korean War at 16 just to escape an abusive home. Uh, so, yeah, what I want from that old guy is just to say, you know what, I was wrong, and I'm sorry. If I could get that, everything mm. would be forgotten and forgiven and, and everything. But... Uh, I'm I'm really doubtful that that's ever going to happen. So I just have to, you know, I, I forgive him uh, as best I can because I realize that you know he he had a a, a mental imbalance when you know when he's he's dealt with it. His whole it, from from that war experience, they call it um, post traumatic. Uh, back oh. yes, they, now they do post traumatic. Shell shock back in the day. Yes, back in the day it was shell shock, and and that's and he's you know always because whenever he flips out it goes lonely. That's what he goes back to. That's what he goes back to. I go over. I went over his house one time. And he's standing guard duty, man. He's walking around in the living room and asking me, "Halt, who goes there?" And looking at me like he never fucking seen me before in his life. Whoa. So yeah, so well, you know that's that's the kind of thing. That I had to deal with, you know, growing up, and and you know, my dad was uh, uh, loony, or, or you know, he yeah. posted cell shock, you know, and he never got over it. So, uh, you know, but if, if I could just hear that old dude say, you know, you know, son, uh, I was wrong, and and you know, I'm sorry, then yeah. fuck, that would make uh, the world of difference. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> 
an interesting thing you pointed out a lot of these times, man, it, a lot of times in forgiving parents or situations like that, you realize that they didn't just come out doing that kind of behavior. They, like you just said, he came from a, you know, abusive. So it's like he right. learned from, you know, and they probably came from, so it's like a cycle, but, and that's the other thing about cycles. And I've talked to people about this. The beautiful thing is you and your son, you and your children, and all of that are the complete opposite. So the cycle has been broken. That's like a huge thing. I think in these kind of cycles of family kind of dysfunction, if you will, you know, at some point in time, the line breaks, you know what I mean? And, and you've broken that. And obviously, you know, your kids, your beautiful family obviously loves you a great deal. Yeah, I think it's it's very important. That's one message that is very important. And no matter uh, where you came from, where you started from, uh, what your circumstances were, you don't have to, you do not have to succumb to them and, you know, in turn continue that, that 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 line of terror yeah. or that line, you know, you don't have to uh, uh, continue the wrong. You know what I mean? Break yeah. break the wrong, stop the wrong, and let's try to do right, man. So yeah. I never I never wanted my kids to, you know, uh, fear me or feel you know or feel like I did. It's yeah. Being afraid every fucking day is a horrible situation, man. Well, I mean, especially <laughs> as a kid, man. That's We get that downloaded as a kid, and then we just operate that program as adults, man. And like you said, you've got to break the chains of fear and unchain your mind. But, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big process for a lot of people, man. A lot of people are going through, you know, a lot of different stuff that, that keeps them from doing that. But ultimately, it's incumbent on us to try to see that man and, and become that kind of higher self man and hopefully you know messages like yours will, will resonate with people who've gone through similar situations and also like yours if you getting out there saying the same things and and hopefully you know some some kid somewhere who's, who's afraid of hearing the doorknob turn every time that parent comes home it don't necessarily have to be the dad it could be the mom too yeah. They abuse kids also, but yeah. just I used to fucking hate to hear my dad's keys jingling when he, before he opened the door or, or coming. I just hated I hated seeing the side of his car pull down the street, yeah. down the street man. It's That's what Terry was me. saying too. Yeah, seeing the car pull up was oh, everyone was having a good time to the car pulled up. Yep. You know what I mean? Then it was a yep. different story. Exactly. And when I heard him talk, I was I, you know reliving. Uh, my child said, "Damn, if somebody else went through this yeah. shit too." Yeah, yeah I mean, if I anybody, yeah, feel free, everyone go check out. It's a recent interview from a few days ago. C.T. Fletcher, an actor, Terry Crews. He's been a little bit of everything. Expendables, uh, Friday After Next, etc. Um, man, C.T., I'm not going to keep you too much longer, my man. Uh, I do want to ask you if you don't mind to participate in a final segment that I have on my show. Has nothing to do with weightlifting, or it's still your motherfucking set. It is called. It sounds like one of your your workouts, though. It's called the Conspiracy Triangle of Doom. It is very simple. Very simple. Three questions that I ask. You can answer yes or no, or you can expand if you want to. But a yes or no is perfectly acceptable. Are you prepared, sir, Mr. C.T. Fletcher? I'm I'm fucking had forty years to be prepared. Yes, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. Question number one, sir. Do you, C. T. Fletcher, do you believe in the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence? Yes. A very simple yes, an emphatic yes for Mr. C. T. Fletcher. Moving on. Question number two. Uh, I'm sure you remember this. The I event. Should- I should say that I believe in the possibility because I, I hey, fuck we here. Right. Uh, what's so strange to believe it, uh, it ain't motherfuckers on the other planet? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Question number two, you might remember this incident, sir. Do you follow the official story, the official narrative, if you will, of the events of November 22nd, 1963? Of course, that is the day the President John Kennedy was assassinated, the official story being Lee Harvey Oswald did it with his rifle from the Texas School Book Depository with his three bullets. What say you, sir? Do you follow that story? Do you agree with that story? Hell no. Hell to the no. I'm with you there. Yep. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. <laughs> Question number three, sir, and then I will let you slide. A little bit more of a contemporary narrative, a little bit more newer. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Ooh. Okay, yeah, got got cut off for a minute there. Oh, yeah. see, we're talking conspiracy talk. NSA's after us already. <laughs> Let's wind this up. Question number three, sir. Do you follow the narrative or the official story of the events of September the 11th, 2001? Of course, the official story being, you know, the planes, hijackers, and then there's the conspiracy of, you know, inside job type stuff, controlled demolitions I, of buildings. Um, I believe that our government know, knew uh, a whole lot more about it than uh, was publicly released. So, um, I, no, I don't believe, uh, the, I think that our government was well aware of the possibility of 9-11 before 9-11 happened. I guess that's my answer. <laughs> well, no, and there's there's information to tease that out. You know, presidential daily briefing saying, you know, Osama bin, Osama bin Laden determined to attack the U.S. It's out there, ladies and gentlemen. Man, C.T. Fletcher. Again, sir, thank you. I can't thank you enough, man, for coming on, for being you. I'm serious, and it sounds crazy because I, this planet is a better planet for having individuals like you on it. So please, sir, continue to do what you do. Man, I hope to get out to the IAG gym sometime. Uh, even if you're not there, just to just to just to get a workout in that bad boy. And um, yeah, man, I can't thank you enough. So you're an awesome person. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, Jeff. And you'd be welcome at, in the Valley of the Beast anytime, man. Yes, that would be fantastic. I'll bring my big big bro with me, man. It'd be epic. All right, sir, ladies and gentlemen, this has been CT Fletcher. Do you have any social media you want to throw out? Websites, anything like that, sir, so people can follow you cpfletcher.com, and you guys know the Facebook and Instagram shit already. So. <laughs> he is not a hard, he's not a hard man to find. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's everywhere. He's global, and he has been C.T. Fletcher. Thank you again so very much, sir. You take care of yourself. Thank you, Jeff. Stay Bye. tuned, ladies and gentlemen.